0: Can I know you? Yeah. I'm looking for Sugar Babe fans, Or people oh, know the Sugar Babe songs. I used
1: too.
0: to be a fan. You used to be a fan.
1: Yeah.
0: You're not Sugar Babe fans, are you?
1: Sugar Babe fans. They're
0: cool. Are they? Why are they so cool?
1: Because they have a really good pop songs, and they can sing.
0: They can sing. they can, like in tune. Yeah, they can
1: All actually right. sing.
0: What are their songs? Do you know?
1: Uh, About you now.
0: I really like About You Now. Do you know how it goes? Can you sing it?
1: No. No, The <laughs> voice is gone. Oh, I'm <laughs> class. <laughs> how I
2: feel about you now. Can we bring yesterday back around? But I know how I feel
1: about you now. So easy that night, should have been stronger, I lied. Nobody gets me like you. I know where you know. <laughs> Can we bring
2: yesterday back
1: around? <laughs> Cause I know how I feel about you now. It's like their best song in the years.
0: Why yeah. is it such a good song? I don't know.
1: It's, it's just really catchy. catchy. Yeah, it's catchy. In fact, that song is so catchy that it became a really, really big hit before Christmas. It's got lots of radio airplay. My name is Linda McGee. I work as an entertainment journalist with RTE.ie. The Sugar Babes are a, a UK trio pop act. And they're very much about the sound and it's not about the distinct personalities of of the different individuals within the group. And you wouldn't really see that. I mean, with the Spice Girls, they're all branded with their little names, their little personalities. You've got Posh Spice and Scary Spice and people identify with a character and you'd often find children have a favourite group member and that kind of thing. And I don't think you see that as much with the Sugar Babes. The girl yeah. with the black hair. Yeah. The
0: girl with blonde hair. I'm and and the other
1: one. And the other one. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. They don't seem to go in for the clean cut, good girls kind of image. They're more often in the tabloids for exploits. at... Parties or being arrested and that kind of thing. And that hasn't done anything really to dent their success so far. The The Sugar Babes records are distributed in Ireland by Universal.
0: Freddie Middleton, I'm Marketing Director of Universal Music in Ireland. Universal Music owns the labels Polydor, Ireland and Mercury. Names you will know from those labels include Amy Winehouse, Arcade Fire, Snow Patrol, Mika, Fergie, and of course Sugar Babes. About you now was played off the air in, all, all over the world, great radio track and a great lead track for launching off the album change. 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 The Saturday Show F- Radio is the most important way to gauge how it's going to go, so we must get air played four weeks before an album comes out. Every radio station, every DJ gets a copy of every single and DJs would get them so that they can play them in nightclubs as well. So there's a two-way thing. The songs are selling digitally. So you might see Stairway to Heaven by Led Zeppelin creeping back into the charts due to the fact that people have just downloaded the song. sets up the album which still sells as a traditional CD in the case of the About You Now song Cathy Dennis wrote it she would have sent it to the record label saying this may suit Sugar Babes For example, Chris O'Brien and Graeme Murphy from the production suite have sent in some songs for Sugar Babes.
3: My name is Graeme Murphy. And my name is Chris O'Brien. And uh, we're record producers and songwriters. we produced and written songs with everybody from Westlife... to Aslan, Clanid, Human League, Blue Nile, Gemma Hayes.
4: We've pitched songs at the Sugar Babes. You're in the pot with 500 writers submitting songs for the Sugar Babes.
3: Basically how it works is you get a call sheet of all the bands that are looking for songs and that can start at Celine Dion and it might end at Donna Summer. Then you write a song that you think might suit them and it's kind of a lottery because if you get a song on a Sugar Babes album you're going to make money. While you write songs for these bands you don't get paid. It's a pitch process. So you have to kind of use all the contacts, you know, maybe you know somebody who knows one of their managers, maybe you know somebody who knows one of the girls in the band, or whatever, to try and get your song closer to the mark. Now, your song then, if it arrives on the table and everything, that's great, we've had situations where we've been told that, yeah, that's great, that's on the album, guys, and you're kind of going, oh, this is going to be brilliant, you know, fantastic. We were asked to write songs for Charlotte Church because she was having a new career, she was going to leave the classical behind and she was going to go all cool, and we went to London, we sat in this meeting, they liked a track that we'd written with somebody else, and they said, this is really what we're looking for. Just go away and come out with more and more of the same. Mm-hmm. Now, the brief was a song by Madonna called Frozen, which is quite an epic, atmospheric, cool. Mm-hmm. So we went off, we went off on this buzz, as we would say, and submitted stuff. Obviously, didn't hear back about it. Then the album comes out, and it's generic kiddie pop, you know. Because these things change day by day. A marketing meeting will come in, and they will say, "I think this idea for Charlotte Church is completely wrong. We just need to go for lowest common denominator kiddie pop." So, I think the song was called Crazy Chick. But then the bizarrest things can happen. We we wrote songs for pick a boy band. And the song went around, a couple of bands did it in demo format, but it didn't go anywhere, you know. And then all of a sudden we get a call from a record company in Japan that a Japanese band want to do it, but they want to change some of the lyrics, you know. So you go, "Mm, right, they also want 20% of the publishing money, which is the earn of the song, you know. And you just have to think about it and go, well, if we give them 20%, they use it. They're a very established boy band in Japan. It's going to make money. Or we say, no, you're not going to mess with our song and you don't get anything. That's the choice you have to make, you know. Oh, we took the money. (laughs)
4: 100% of nothing is nothing. kind of a common thing now in modern pop is to keep the music simple, to have the track driven by the beat and the melody. Too many chords, too many sections tend to confuse people in pop these days. It's quite a common formula,
3: like it's 3 minutes 30 seconds, it's a very short intro so there's no room for the DJ to talk over it.
4: It starts out with vocal, a drum beat, and a little guitar motif.
3: There's probably enough squeaky sounds and all this type of stuff going on to keep it interesting. You know, disguises the fact that it is very, very simple and sounds great in radio. Really does. Sounds really good.
4: and then everything is saved for the chorus. Dropping the drum beat out for two bars before the chorus comes in just adds to that wallop. All the backing vocals kick in. Any additional instrumentation kicks in on the chorus, so it just hits you like a train when it gets to the chorus. And it just gives a really nice light and shade, like a good dynamic for the song. So when you get to the chorus, you know it's the chorus. There's no doubt that you're listening to the chorus, and that's what gives people that sort of lift.
3: It's got enough guitar in it to make it heavy, and it's enough pop in it to make it light for the kids. All that it It's very easy to sing along to, which, you know, it's not like you're singing Nessun Dorm or whatever it is. Like, anybody can sing Even if you can't sing, you can sing along with it. I know
4: I it I know the chorus is split in two. Your first line goes up. And the next is... I mean, nursery rhyme is a good phrase to use for it because it is quite nursery rhyme-like and that's what makes it simple.
3: Every time it comes down the scale, you end with the title of the song.
4: You want to try and get to the chorus before a minute, a minute 15. People tend to sort of drift off, zone out after, you know, a minute and if you haven't made your point and haven't got to your hooky section, people will reach for the button to flick to the next station or the next song Don't bore us, get to the chorus is the famous saying, you know
3: One man who knows an awful lot about this is Sean McLean from St. Patrick's College in Drumcondra.
2: I'm the Senior Lecturer in Music in St. Patrick's College of Education in Drumcondra. The reason about you now has immediate impact. It's because the listener recognises musical idioms that are common to other songs in this genre. A musical idiom... might be a rhythmic beat, it could be a little melodic turn of phrase, it could be something that they immediately recognise as having heard before. It's in, if you like, their dictionary of experience, if I put it to you like that. It brings the listener, especially younger kids, into a kind of musical comfort zone, unlike the more classic pop rock songs. Any of Bob Dylan's songs... When you listen to a piece of music, whether it's a popular song, an art song, or whatever, there are three things that become the measure of its greatness. Every time that you engage with it, you experience something new. It has appeal and value beyond the here and now. One example of that might be if a song had a lot of cover versions.
1: Baby with it's of with
2: and then lastly, a song that is capable of evoking a response beyond the physical would also be a sign that the song has something more durable and lasting. I saw guns and sharp swords in the hands of young children and it's a hard And it's a hard, and it's a hard, and it's a hard, and it's a hard. I mean, we all love a good dance, and that's the way it should be. But I doubt in the long run that sugar babes will be there in the canon. But we can't say that for certainty yet. We wait and see. (laughs) You've been listening to The Curious Ear. I'm Ronan Kelly.